everything you've done thus far. I thank you in advance for what you're going to do. I ask you to open hearts, soften hearts, Lord, to receive what you have to say tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I ask that you increase as I decrease. You're the potter. And we're the clay. We just ask you to have your way. Amen. Amen. Well, I didn't expect to be one of the speakers tonight, but uh, here I am, nonetheless. I ask that you pray for me and with me as I give you what God has given me. Let me start by um, telling you a little about my journey as, uh, as I received and prepared for the topic. Several weeks ago, God placed in my spirit to, uh, to speak about worship. What surprised me is he spoke to me at, at prayer service during worship. Shouldn't be surprised, but I didn't expect him to reveal it so quickly because I think Pastor Adam had asked me a few weeks, maybe a couple of weeks before, was it? I think it was a couple of weeks before. And I'm not a speaker. And I'm pretty shy, I think. I'm considered an introvert. And I'm right-handed. But when he asked me, this hand jumped up. And I was like, no! <laughs> I was like, get down, what are you doing? But nevertheless, I accepted what God wanted me to do. And uh, like I said, it was just a surprise that he answered that call. Um, and so after prayer service, I told Pastor Adam what God had given me to speak about. And of course, he was excited. And it just kind of, I just kind of, I felt like Sarah. I just kind of laughed in my spirit, you know. Uh, <laughs> and so... Then a few weeks uh, go by, and Pastor Frank spoke about the Holy Spirit leading us. thought that was interesting. And then the next week, there was sex, and he spoke about identity and purpose. All interesting, but that's not all. In the meantime, Pastor Adam preaches several sermons, the role of a pastor, softening our hearts. He said something about God has a place for us or something like that. I might not have that right. He spoke of commitment, and then he, uh, we had a vision meeting one Sunday evening, you know, after church. Then last Sunday, he preached about the last days. I said all that to say it was all confirmation for me, and I believe it leads me here uh, tonight to discuss worship. Um, so I'm just praying that what I say tonight will inspire, convict, or confirm things for you as well. So everyone get ready. We're going to participate. I want y'all to get ready to participate. Get your Bibles out, your iPhones, your Galaxies. Um, <laughs> just get them all out. <laughs> just get them out. And I can even give you some questions if you want to kind of write them down. If you, I meant to bring paper and um, pens or something to right on because I'm not here to I hope I can teach you something that'd be great but I'm here to have a discussion we're gonna have an open discussion and I'm gonna speak to you about how God gave it to me in the scriptures and and how it relates to what we're talking about are we ready no <laughs> I see somebody shaking their head I'm like okay it's time for me to go okay <laughs> um, so it says Someone, does anyone, explain what a worship means to you? It's just, hey, go for it. Chloe? Okay. Anyone else? Me too. Amen. Sacrifice of praise. 
All are, it's not a wrong answer there. That's what we do. But if I had to summarize it, I would say it's not all inclusive. Communion with God. Communion with God. And I'm going to talk a little bit more how we get there. So someone read for me um, Luke 4 and 8. my phone up here. Okay. So with that being said, how do we worship? Anyone? Service, absolutely. Okay. Prayers, amen, amen. That's what I'm talking about. We on the right track. I only have to go to my third, fourth page now. No, go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Reading your Bible. We got a smart group. I, I can just end my little session right now. Okay, let's read John 4 and 24. While you're looking that up, I, I would say, when I ask how do we worship I want to acknowledge that worship is not easy. It can be difficult, and it can be uncomfortable. Not saying it can't be done. Okay, go ahead. And in truth. Everybody remember that, spirit and in truth. Why do you think that uh, if it's uncomfortable, and difficult. Why do you think that is? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. Anyone else want to comment? In my description, and everybody's been correct, this is just what was in my spirit. Is because I believe that we have to die to self. In essence, we have to surrender to his spirit. You've heard let go and let God. That's exactly what you're doing. And that's why it's difficult. Because we get caught in our emotions. Worried about what people are going to think. What they're doing. You know, are they looking at me? Or it's just all the things that you can think of. Who's looking at me? Am I doing it right? Or, you know, what are some other things? That's just kind of what I, I've thought of in the past of thinking. And, that, and it's, sometimes it's true today. What are, you know, what are people thinking about me? Uh, and I think we've all experienced the challenge of, you know, letting go at some point in our lives. But I can't emphasize enough we've got to surrender, surrender, Surrender to his spirit. Because worship be, may begin with praise, just being thankful, thanking him for what he's done or doing in our lives. Uh, but my question is, do you think you can praise without worship or vice versa? Go ahead, ladies. No, which part? Do you think... Okay, anyone agree or disagree? Okay. Well, that's what we're here for, then. We're going to learn something tonight. <laughs> okay. What I, as my research, and I kind of thought this, but you know, this is why we're here, to learn. You can praise without worship. You can praise without worship. Because you know what praise is? It's me saying thankful. Thank you, Frank, for doing such a good job on my lawn. I just gave him praise. I just thanked him for something. But you cannot worship without praise. You get it? Did you get it? Because you've got to thank God for, for all the things that he's done for us. He died for us. 
There's a lot of different things that you can go on and on. You, can, you can't, it can just go on forever and ever and ever. So that's one of the things I learned. Kind of thought it, but I wasn't sure how it worked. Because praise is just thanking somebody. You can acknowledge someone did a good job. Would you, would you agree? So that's a form of praise. But when you get to worship, it's a whole nother level. Okay? Are we, everybody with me? Okay. Now, I would say that when you get to worship, when I said it get, gets a whole nother level, it's because you're surrendering. You're thanking God for, this is how you begin to praise God. Like the song, you start listening to it, and you get excited, get the clap of your hands, and thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. Oh, thank you for not, you know, not getting me in trouble at work or you just being thankful. But worship gets into, you forget about what he's doing for you. You start thinking about who he is. If he didn't do anything else for you, if he stopped right now, could you still praise him? Because that's when you're worshiping. You forget about if you don't do anything else, God, you've been awesome. You're worthy. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of my life. It just goes on and on. You just thank him for who he is. Not what he's doing, but for who he is. Can you just picture that for a moment? Who is God to you? Not what he's doing, but who he is. I don't know if that's hitting your spirit like it hits mine, but who he is. And so then when you get there, that's when it's like a switch goes off. You've activated his spirit. And when you activate his spirit, then he, he, he's there to talk to you. And you can converse with him. And that's when I said, what is worship? You're communing. You're communing with God. You're not... Not saying you can't ask him for some things because that's the perfect time when you're there. But when you're worshiping, you're so caught up in who he is, then in his spirit, in your spirit, because you're meeting in the spirit realm. Would you guys agree? You, you met him in a spiritual spirit realm, and he's telling you, he's leading, he's guiding, he's telling you different things for your life. Or he may be telling you, revealing some things to you that you may have prayed in the, in the past because, you know, we pr we're praying, we're reading our Bibles, and we're like, God hadn't answered me about this. But when you get into worship, that's the time that he will meet you where you are. And I think he said, uh, the, what is the song? When heaven meets earth, I love that song. I love it. That's when I get excited. You guys really see me get excited because I just can picture when heaven reaches earth. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can just, like, start right there and just start just running all over this building. Because when heaven reaches earth, blessings. I think you heard when praises go up, blessings come down. That's true to a certain extent. You know why? When praises go up, blessings come down, because God comes down. He meets us. He meets us where we need him. Okay? What do you think worship requires of us? That's the same look I had when I was when I started asking these questions when I was Thinking about, God, what do you want me to say? Because I struggle. I was struggling through it. What do you think it requires of us? Mm -hmm. Anyone else? 
It's not a wrong answer. It's about, in your spirit, what do you think he requires of us? Absolutely. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. Because, yeah. well, like, just having this discussion, it was for me. Even though you see me worship on Sunday and Wednesday, this is for me. This is not me just talking to you guys. And I think Pastor Adam can attest to it. When he's up there preaching, he's preached to himself. You see what I'm saying? God is revealing some things to him, so he's just bringing it to us, and we think, oh, Pastor Adam's stepping on my toes. He knows my business. And somebody shot. Nope, 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 nope. God works with him first. He deals with him first. It's just behind closed doors. That's all it is. So he steps on his own toes when he's up here because he's human. You know, and that's the way it is. But before I go further, when I say worship, <clears throat> and I hope you guys are getting the concept of it's not just on Sundays. When we're shouting and me running around the church, good, I got good exercise then. I'm just talking, but <laughs> but it's not. It's more than that. It's really getting into having a relationship. Worship. Worship is having a relationship, with God, allowing yourself to um, step out of self and step into the spirit realm where God is. Because God is a spirit. That's why I said you worship in spirit and in truth. And so God is a truth. Go ahead. Okay. No, 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 no. It's not an obsession. We obsess with ourselves. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because when you're in worship, you're not worried about anybody else. It's all about him. That's where you need to get all about you, God. It's all about you. Stepping out of way. In other words, you're, again, you're dying to self. Dying to self. And that's where we all want to get to. And even though you see me on Sundays, it's a struggle sometimes. Because I get caught up in not really what people are doing or saying. I get caught up in what's going on in my life at the time. And that's why you got to come here ready. Come here ready. Wake up a little earlier. Reading, meditating, praying. So when you get here, we're all on one accord because there's power and unity. Power and unity. You say, Pastor, power and unity. That means we're all on one accord. And we can ask God anything at that time. Anything. Anything. I do me anything. Remember we've been praying on Wednesday nights for a revival? I feel in my spirit it's on its way. It's on its way. You see how we're fixing things? It this year is a year for Unlimited Church. 
That's just, I'm not just talking this. This is just in my spirit. I told pastor one Wednesday night, I said, look, are you ready to be a full-time pastor? You can say I'm prophesied. Say it. I want you to say I'm prophesied because that was in my spirit after I worshiped. And that's what I'm talking about. Once you worship, he reveals things to you. When you speak stuff out before you know it, it's not us. It's him. That's God saying that. He just utilizes us because he uses our mouth, our hands. So that's why we got to be careful and stay in worship, praying, reading our Bibles. So it's not about this. Thank you, Jesus. No. Have your way, God. Have your way. So is everybody with me so far? Am I? Am I? Okay. So we can go forward. So I asked, what do you think worship requires? What I have written down, and it's not all inclusive. This is just what I wrote down. Worship requires us, first of all, to make a choice. Are you choosing God? Choosing self? You choosing other people? Because we know we can worship some other people, which is called idols. We can worship other things. So you're making a choice. It's not straddle fist. He said you'd be hot or cold. You're not straddle, be lukewarm. He said, What? He'll spew you out of his mouth. God ain't got to, he doesn't have time for it. He doesn't care if you for him against him, but make up your mind. You can't, oh, today I'm going to be with God, oh, tomorrow. Which side you going to be on? All right? The second thing, when you make a choice, you got to put it in action. So putting it in action, this goes back to praying the Bible, all the things we kind of talked about. And then from that part, and see, I think choice, when you're making a choice, you're being convicted to make a choice. And so when you put it in action, you're building upon that choice. Then you live by it, right? And that creates a culture. And that's what we want here at Unlimited Church. We want it to be a culture. So when once somebody walks in, they already know what, what we're about. They either take it or leave it. And we're going to be transforming lives. Saying, this is our culture. This is the way we do things. This is the way we fight our battles. See what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm getting excited, y'all. <laughs> I said I was nervous. So to me, I was nervous and excited. So I <laughs> Maybe now that what's transferred to just totally excited. Okay, so we say we're going to live by it. We're going to make a choice. In other words, pick your, pick your side. Put it in action, and then we're going to live by it. Because once you put it in action, you're saying, this is what I'm going to do. So for, the, for those head of houses, the uh, head of the house, the father, let's go, I was hoping, uh, let's say, Will and Sandy. They made a decision. God is their choice. So then they start uh, put into action by praying, meditating, all those things. The kids see them. Was it uh, Destiny and Lil' Will? So they create a culture for their family, right? That's how it goes. So you start at home, we come together at church, and then we go out. Those coming in, they already know what to expect. So someone find Joshua 24 and 15. I hope I'm not holding you guys too long. But I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. But I want to make my points in the process. I know we started kind of late. In 15? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. So that's why I said you made a decision. Which team are you on? We make choices with so many other things, like sports. Right? You like basketball, football, you go to the game, what do you do? You yell and scream. But even before you get there, you put on the uniform like you you part of the team, right? You put on your colors, paint your face, you pick, you dress, you get there, you get on their side of the team. So they know what side you're on. Then you start shouting and screaming. You engage in people. That's the same thing when you, when you decide you're going to be with God. You made that choice, put it in action, and we live by it. Let me talk about your team. If I talked about your team, you'd be ready to hurt me, right? <laughs> That's how serious we need to be. Not saying we're going to be aggressive, but we're going to say, uh-uh. My God did this and this and this and this, and this is who he is to me. So that's the way we need to be. And I'm speaking to myself, so I'm not talking to you guys. Tell me, this thing beat me up before I got up here. So my next question is, why do we worship? And someone can start looking for Luke 19 and 40. And someone else find Psalms 18 and 3. Anyone want to comment or answer the question, why do we worship? Psalms 18.3. Luke 19 and 40. Chapter 19, the 40th verse. You got Psalms 18.3? Go ahead. Luke 19 and 40. Oh, pastor's going to pull it up. You guys, anybody can read it from there. <laughs> Thank you. Mmm. Mmm. So we're, when we're here, because we're amongst family. We, we don't want rocks crying out for us. No rocks. And so it's kind of the, the scriptures have already told us why we worship. worship. But Pastor uh, had a song earlier, said we worship because he's worthy of it all. Of it all. We do it because we acknowledge his goodness, his reverence, to honor him, to glorify, to magnify. Because all those things are true and necessary. Power. However, just as important, our purpose is to have a relationship with him, to commune, through reading the Bible. We've talked about the Bible, prayer, fasting, tithes, and offering. No one mentioned that one. Tithes and offering. That's a part of worship. Because <laughs> God has already told us to do tithes. He said that back in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament... That's when grace came along. Am I correct? We're, that's when we're covered by grace. Or there was no more law. It was grace. Let me stand corrected. I got pastors in here. I don't want to tell you guys nothing wrong. <laughs> we're not governed by the, the old law, but by grace. So tithe is the, the foundation. So we should be giving offering. Tithe is automatic. Offering is for the grace. So we can give us a job, we're going to tithe off that 10%. But then we start asking God. Or knowing God, what he's done for us, we get over and below that tithe. Because you're worthy. Because it's all his anyway, right? He's just letting us manage it. Just trying to sit back and see what we're going to do with it. You can't give them 10% automatically. And then because, oh, God, you've been so good. Ooh, put, okay, go ahead. What? Ah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Because I said I, it's not all inclusive. That's what I told Pastor Adam. I can't say it all. 
Not tonight. Am I not going to go back? No. <laughs> Missions. Absolutely. Missions. And I also was going to say your gifts and your talents. Because I wasn't done, but I thank you for inserting that one. Gifts and talents. Because we all got gifts. God has given it to us. Sometimes it's just we're not sure. Sometimes someone else has to show us. Why do you think I'm up here? <laughs> I'm not saying I have a gift, but God gives us the strength and the power to do anything he calls us to do. Okay? Because before I was just really nervous. Look at me. I'm just all over the place. <laughs> and so we're also to fellowship with believers. We, we sometimes forget that. Not just in church. We should be fellowship with one another. I'm not saying you can hang at my house, but it'd be great. But we ought to be able to go out and have a good time together. Go out and eat. You know. I don't know, have movie night, game night. Because how are you going to strengthen and have encourage and support? Because that's what it's for. It's not just to be in our business. It's to be able to support. I'm not saying that you can't know some of my business. Well, there's times I might need to confide in somebody. And you can be my support and my encourager. And you can pray for me. But sometimes there's times we can't pray for ourselves. Worship. God intercedes for us. Because he sent the comforter back. But he also intercedes for us. When we can't pray for ourselves... Or he just said, we need a little more. Because Jesus is up there with the Father saying, give him a little more mercy. Give him a little more grace. He's interceding for us. They need this. They need that. That's how it works. Knowing what he's doing, you better worship. You better worship. In the midst of all of that, he gives us instructions, directions. Pastor Frank talked about the Holy Spirit leading us. Remember I was saying how this led me into everything where I am? He renews our mind. He leads and guides us. He restores us. He protects. I mentioned earlier he intercedes for us. Hebrews 7 and 5, 7 and 25. I'm getting there, guys. How many pages I got? You said what? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that because I was working so hard on this. Because he at all times, mm, all times, not sometimes, not when we're just good. Ooh, 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 that hits my spirit because we know we think we all that sometimes. Mm, mm, oh, that hit my, oh, mercy. That's that mercy and grace. I'm going to start crying. Oh my God. Oh my God. at all times. All times. Whew. That did something to me. Mm. 
even with all that, it's so much more. So much more. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1.22 tells us the promises. If anybody want to, Pastor, you want to pull that up? 2 Corinthians 1.22. The sealed is better than the, the king's signet ring. Remember in the Bible when the king put a stamp on something? It can't be reversed. Woo. He has sealed us, sealed us, and established the guarantee with the spirit in our hearts. So, he's, so once we're saved, he's given his spirit. You say, well, you talked about we got to worship. Absolutely, because we got to activate it. We got to activate it. He gives it to us. It's there. But sometimes we get caught up in self and other things. But when we activate it, that's where the power is. He gives us answers, even when we don't want them. You can't be at, you know, we can be at fault for that one. Because God has given us his spirit. It's just that we need to activate and see what he's saying for us. Okay? Now, when do we worship? I'm just going to start. We worship daily. 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 How? Practice. Set time out. It gets better. It gets easier. Then it becomes a lifestyle, a commitment, being committed. You look forward to it. You can write this one down. I'm going to keep, I'm trying to wrap this up. But when, it, when do we worship? Read Psalms 34, 1 and 3. You don't have to read it now. We're just going to try to go forward. And it doesn't take a lot of time. For God. Because if you're reading, I think the pastor was talking about reading the Bible one year. It only takes about 15, 20 minutes out of your day. I'm doing it now. I've done it in the past. It's been some years. But it doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, Psalms 34, 1 and 3. Now, when we take time, it's not for him. It's for us. So let's not, let's not, let's say, let's not get that twisted. Or what they say? Don't get it twisted. <laughs> young folks know. Those young folks that are there. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> it's not only for us. It's for our loved ones and the lost. Because the better prepared we are, the better we're able to go out. And Pastor Adam's trying to get us there so we can go out like uh, we're with um, Sister Connie last week, uh, Saturday, to the prayer walk. Awesome, awesome. I was, that just renewed me just being amongst. So we, again, we need to come into the house ready to worship, meaning we've already prayed, got our minds right when we come in here. And with that being said, you can write this down for later, Psalms 133, 1 through 3. Did I give you guys that already? Psalms 133, 1 through 3. Yeah, we got to read that one. I'm sorry I can't pass that one up. Psalms 133, 1 and 3. That's Psalms 
Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Did I, did I write down the wrong thing? I was like that. Because it's talking about unity. <laughs> Unity. In unity, there's power. I said that earlier. I'm going to have to go ahead and wrap this up, y'all. I don't want to hold you guys any longer. Got a couple more pages, but I'm going to go ahead and get into um, – oh, I will say this. It's just it's getting good. It's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's getting good. It's getting good. <laughs> When we're worshiping, we want to worship. I think it's probably as probably more important when things are not going well. When things are not going well. We're not worshiping for him to remove it. We're worshiping to change us in the process, in the midst of it. So we can have peace and joy in the in the midst of troubles and trials. Because then if he removed everything, then we don't look at him for who he is. We're looking for what God can do for me. Right? So he can sustain us in situations. So I didn't want to lead it. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm sorry. So every Sunday... Every Sunday evening, every Wednesday night, Pastor Adam says the atmosphere atmosphere for worship. Does he not? And he said he was going to continue to do it, right? Why do you think that is? You don't have to answer. So I'm going to ask, is there something limiting or Hindering our worship. Because he sets the atmosphere. He sets the tone. He sets the mood. That's just for you to think about. I'm not stepping on anybody's toes, but my own. Because he sets the atmosphere. He sets the atmosphere. Because you see, I get to over there rocking. I can't help myself. I sing this child, when she's singing, her tone changes because she stops singing about him and singing to him. I've seen this child. She's drumming, keeping up with everybody, and then she gets, I'm drumming for Jesus. That's the way it's supposed to go. So when... Pastor Adam has set the mood and the tone. We should see a difference. We should see our countenance change. I'm not saying you can run around like I may run around and do what I do. Because we got a personality. We all got different personalities. But it ought to show something. We ought to see some difference. It ought to be some difference. And I'm telling you, it's for me too now. And I say that because... Last Sunday, I, I almost didn't make it to church because self got in the way. You know, I'm not going to do this. The enemy was telling me someone can do it so much better. But I came anyway. See, God will give me strength. Not in my own strength. Because I was ready not to come. I was ready to say, I'm tired. Not saying he wasn't preparing me for it. I just hadn't put it together. It had, or shall I say, let me. I hadn't allowed him to put it together for me. Because I had already told pastor, I, I had wrote stuff. I had scriptures here. And 
Pastor Frank had, when he talked about the Holy Spirit, we thought he was going to talk about what I was going to talk about because Pastor Adam was talking about it. Like, wow, I thought for a message, he thought he had my message. But that's the enemy. A week ago, I wasn't going to be here standing before you tonight. I was tired. He was beating me. But I kept getting up every morning, reading my scriptures, praying, trying to meditate, but he, he kept coming in. God was, you know, pushing him out. So by Sunday, it's like I'm not going to church. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. But all while I'm saying I'm tired, I'm going to get dressed. <laughs> He's, that's when he shows up in our lives. That's why you're praying in season and out of season. Daily, he says, worship. Daily. Because when you get to those moments, even though your body, you're saying, your mind is saying, don't do it, he takes over your body. I'm still getting dressed. So <laughs> I'm coming. I get here and I say, I say, tell um, Sister Christa, I'm tired. Did I not tell you that Sunday? got over here and worship. Now I said it was difficult. It was difficult to meet him. Or shall I say, allow him to meet me. It was difficult. But when I got there, my God, when I got there, I started to feel better. I got the feeling better. And then I cried out to him, forgive me. Sunday, you see me crying. I mean, just crying. I said, forgive me. Thank you. Forgive me for allowing the fear to get the best of me. And that's why I'm here tonight. And then after service, I told Chris and some others, I said, I don't know. They started praying for me. That's where worship comes in. Because she was already ready. Some other members were already ready. They were praying for me. They gave me encouraging words. So Satina met at the door. She prayed for me because I told her. And someone even said to me, and it's nothing against them personally. I'm not going to say anything. It's not a bad thing. Because the way I presented it, they said, well, maybe, maybe you're not ready. Maybe you need to ask uh, Pastor Adam to give you more time. That was the blessing right there. I'll tell you how. As soon as they said it to me, which would sound like a good idea, right? That's what I said. No, I can't do that because I know what God told me to, to talk about. In other words, not that they were trying to do bad, but sometimes the devil was meant for your bad, ends up being for your good. See how God turned around? They'll, he allowed someone to say that to me, and I rethought and said, uh-uh, I'm going to do it because that's what God, I know that's what he planted in my spirit. I know that's what he planted in my spirit in spite of my fear. In spite of what's going on, in spite of what the enemy is saying, I was right here when he planted in my spirit. Told Pastor Adam after we worship, I said, hey, I already know what I'm going to talk about. God put in my spirit to talk about worship. See, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And it was just as innocent, saying, well, I need to just Pastor Adam to give you more time if you're not ready. Some people would have ran with that. But because I had been worshiping, I said, no, 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 no. I know. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know what he put in my spirit. The truth. Worship God in spirit and the truth. 
So that was that. And here I am. Here I am. So, let's see. I'm just going to end the discussion on worship with these two passages of Scripture. Pastor, can you put up Romans 8 and 39? Now I'll get out you guys' way. Then I have another scripture. Neither height nor death nor any other created thing shall be able, able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Neither height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our, our Lord, our King of kings, I think Sax was talking about the king of kings, lord of lords. So if he's king, we're kings, princes, whatever you want to call us. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ezekiel 36, 26. Ezekiel 36 and 26. Also, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. We talked about softening the heart. So all this is about us receiving what God has for us. And how do we get it? We got to activate the spirit through worship. And we've already told all the ways to do so. God bless you. Amen.